We're here. We're queer. And we will continue to change the world. Welcome to Queer Changemakers. I'm your host, Justin Mezzotin, pronouns he, him. And each episode will share stories of LGBTQ plus individuals who are taking action to make a difference in our communities and beyond. Today, we have Eliza Lomax. Welcome to the show. And would you like to give a brief introduction of who you are and what you're sort of up to these days? Oh, goodness. What am I up to these days? I'm all over the world. Most people, when they get on a a call or a a virtual connect or something with me, they always have to say, where are you in the world? And so I kind of feel a little bit like Carmen Sandiego, which for some of you will, whoever's watching will understand that. I remember (laughs) this Yes, there yeah, you go. The hat and the jacket, so, Ooh, so red. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, because I do work virtually, I've been working virtually since before it became popular, uh, since way before COVID. I've been coaching for about 12 years, and so I've always been on in the online space. And so my, my business is uh, called Love Your Body Coaching. And what I specifically do is really help high achieving um, entrepreneurs be successful in all areas of their life and not just in business. And I specialize in really mending the mind-body connection that often keeps us stuck from prioritizing ourselves, from hindering our happiness or potential, keeps us, you know, burnt out overwhelmed, starting to get poor health and things like that. So really help them try to be successful in all areas of their life. And I work with just a whole plethora, obviously the LBTQIA communities. Yes, my, my peoples. Um, and, uh, you know, predominantly the people that do come to me are usually the women entrepreneurs and who are really struggling with like emotional eating and body image and um, uh, mindset. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, and and again, I travel. I travel all over the place. So currently, I'm I'm in my home country, uh, Denmark, uh, where I was born. Um, but I was majority majority of my life was I was raised in. I was lived in the U.S. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And I love the name, <clears throat> love your body coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> it would be interesting if everyone loved their bodies more. Um, yes. And I say that cause it's, you know, right now we're recording this in January and you know, a lot of people's new year thing is to hit the gym, to be more fit, to do these other things. And sometimes mm-hmm. it comes from a it sounds like it comes from a place of I don't like my body now and I want it to be more I want to love it eventually um I just need x y or z so that's uh sounds like an amazing (laughs) definitely an amazing name and um (laughs) something that I think we all we all need we all need um so I guess a question for you is sort of like what's your story like what got you into coaching what even made you chose that name um of your business well majority of my well basically it's derived from my own personal uh my own personal story and I grew up in a very religious household and uh my mother is a as a and people will understand this when I say this my mother is an evangelical Christian who lives in Texas 
So need oh. I say more about that relationship? <laughs> uh, but growing up, it was very, it was very tough. I was the oldest of four. I knew that I was gay by the age of 10. And my mother actually put me through conversion therapy, uh, which had a huge detriment and, and just did a number on my psyche, and which it normally does. And when I turned 18, I pretty much rebelled and said, I'm going to be who I'm going to be and I'm going to do what I want to do. And went out and I had so much pressure of, of being you know, I had to be this, I have to look like this and dress like this and act like this and talk like this. And, you know, mm -hmm. you have to do that and da, da, da. And, and, um, I ended up actually marrying a man and ended up having a child and which that isn't why I do what I do, but it's part of my story yeah. and of getting to where I am now. And, and then realizing I'm like, this is not my life. <laughs> like I need to figure out my life. Like I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being who I, who I'm supposed to be and mm -hmm. sent me on a journey of really finding myself, finding my authenticity, finding who I put in a box, finding who I put away, you know, who I, you know, I would, I was so easy at putting on a mask and playing a role and playing a part for everyone else. And I did all the things that most people you think you're supposed to do. I did the therapy. I, you know, I went out and studied every self-help book and you know all the gurus like what do how do I do how do I learn to love myself you know growing up in a household where it was very emotionally and mentally and physically abusive you know you're not given a lot of us aren't given a, a book on how to love self so that kind of sent me on my journey of yeah a journey of like like okay well how do I learn how to love myself you know <laughs> yeah like uh, last year I was at a conference with SDA Kinship. So it's a LGBTQ affirming community for current and former yeah. Seventh-day Adventists. So it yeah. sounds very much in line with what your mom might believe or our, our, our uh, denomination. And I yeah. think that message of loving yourself is not one that uh, our church promotes a lot. I think there are a yeah. lot of people who are like, no, you shouldn't love yourself. Like yourself is bad. You should love God and what mm -hmm. God makes you. Is, mm -hmm. That's what's worthy of love, not not you right now. So right. that that message of how do I even learn to love myself is one that uh, really resonates. And and sometimes even for me, I feel like, hmm, am I truly loving myself with this action or this thought or this other behavior? So yeah, learning, exactly. that's a hard lesson. So yeah, you, it was a hard lesson. You so, looked at yeah, the self-help I mean, books and then, and then how did, what happened next? Well, I mean, yeah, how I mean, it, it took, it took, it took a little while and, you know, back then, you know, nowadays like self-development and self-care is like, it's like, woo, it's like, it's like praised. Whereas, you know, back in, when I was in my twenties, that was like, you were hiding in the corner of the Barnes and Noble, hoping people didn't see you reading a self-help book because mm -hmm. they'd be saying, Oh, what's wrong with that person? You know, I'm like, oh, something must be wrong with them. So it was really just something I kind of just, okay, I'm going to do my own work. I'm going to do my own healing journey. I'm going to do what I can do and, and, you know, and, and heal all of the trauma that I essentially, you know, had. And, you know, I've hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom a couple of times and it was really like, I've been, you know, I've been a hundred pounds and I've been over 300 pounds and it never mattered where I was on the scale. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. I was always unhappy with who I saw in the mirror. 
you know, I was not, I just, I struggled with body dysmorphia and I struggled with just so many toxicity, you know, toxic relationships. And I struggled with drugs and alcohol and diet pills and I, every, I mean, all kinds of things. And it wasn't until I really hit that rock bottom and, you know, and whether you believe in God, higher source, higher power, I really believe that God was telling me, Hey, you're not going to be here any longer if you don't fix your shit. You know, I mean, if you don't fix what's going on. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do. And then, and then I had this realization that, and we do this as human beings, we do this, we go outside of ourselves for happiness, for fulfillment, to change Mm -hmm. something about ourselves. We need to change the outside so that we can be happy when really it's the opposite. We have to change the inside to be happy first. And so that was a huge, like, you know, light bulb moment that went off and said, Oh, I got to do the inner work. Well, that's the icky stuff. Like, I don't know if I want to go there. I don't know if I want to do that, but I knew that if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I was today if I did not go through that. And so going through all that and healing all that, and then realizing, wait a minute, this is the magic pill. This is the magic potion that people need to know about. You know, they need to heal what's going on inside. So it's an inside out job. So that's a lot of what I teach people is like, you got to take care of what's going on in the inside underneath the surface, you know, that's that you're not wanting to deal with. That's preventing you from being that successful person that you want to be. Because a lot of times their business is starting to struggle too. And then their health is starting to struggle. And so there's a lot of things that kind of snowball when we do not prioritize ourselves. And so a lot of, a lot of the work is what I do is helping them get to that point where they can be successful in all areas of their life. There are some things that we might be like aware that we're avoiding and there might be things that we're avoiding, but we don't really notice that we're avoiding it. How does someone go inside to even see sort of what's there so that they can say, oh, I didn't realize I was avoiding that. Even if they see something they were avoiding, it's like, how, how can they, right. how do you, how do you start that journey? And then my question, my follow-up question would be that is, how do you start that journey with, with the love instead of like, oh, here's a thing on my to-do list. I have to heal from this and that and the other so that I can be a good person or whatever. Well, first of all, first of all, we should never be on our to-do list. We are the to-do list. Ooh. And so no, not putting, oh, I need to do this and this and this and this and this. No, we are the to-do list. And so we make ourselves the priority first and foremost. And it's a process. It's It doesn't have, things are not going to change overnight, no matter how hard we want them to. We're always going for the quick fixes and, oh, well, it's just, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. I want to get it done. And it's like, what does that do? That actually sets you back three steps back, you know, and then you, and then because old sabotaging behaviors, habits, stories are going to start going into play and then you're going to fall backwards again. So a lot of the work that I do, I have people go in baby steps. It's all about very slow progression. You have to do this in a slow manner because if you don't, you're going to get set back again, over and over and over again. We were conditioned. A lot of us were conditioned, especially if you, if you identify as a woman, you have been conditioned to be an unpaid caregiver for the rest of your life. 
Now, it's not just with women, it's with a lot of people, you know, like if you were the oldest in the family, if you were the only child, I mean, it was like there's some, if you're the older child and now you're taking care of your parents, you were conditioned to be that caregiver. You were conditioned with all this generational trauma of what your parents or your parents' parents or your great, great parents, you know, we just kind of handed down these, these, this, this trauma down, 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 you know, through generation to generation. So it's not something that you just wake up and you're like, oh, I did that. Um, I don't want to do that any longer. So how do I fix that? It's, it's a slow progression and it's when it, it's, it's like, you have to take it layer by layer, Hmm. chunk by chunk, piece by piece. Doesn't just like, all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I did that thing and I don't want to do it ever again. So I'm going to change it like right now. Well, that doesn't work. (laughs) It's like, why did you have that thought? Why is it coming up? What, you know, what is, what is being triggered? What emotion are you feeling behind that? There's this, there's like a whole process Mm -hmm. of, of getting to that, that, that core issue or core struggle for people. And we think that we can just go, oh, we can just go and heal it all. Like, oh, we'll, we'll just go, we'll just go read a book, you know, like, you know, we'll just go read a book and then it'll instantly change me. Well, we know what happens January 1st. We were just talking about this. Everybody gets to the gym. I got to do the things. I got to lose the weight. I got to find the love of my life. I'm going to do my affirmations. I'm going to start, I'm going to read this book. I'm going to read like 70 books this year and I'm going to do all the things. And then two weeks, two months, six months, eight months go down the road. And what happens is an old sabotaging behavior habit comes into play Mm -hmm. and then we fall backwards and then we can, then we bully ourselves or criticize ourselves for the rest of the year because we didn't do the things. And then January 1st comes around again and we do the same thing all over again. So we get stuck in this loop. So you can't just like go out and join a gym and you're going to lose like 30 pounds or you can't just go out and read a book and your life's going to change instantly. You know, you aren't just going to get on a dating app and meet the love of your life. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> And you help your clients go through that process. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a tip in terms of like the loving yourself in that process, right? So I think Mm -hmm. that's probably one of the the hardest things, at least for me sometimes, because it's like, okay, I can see where I am and I know that it takes time to get there, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go through the steps. Like, I mean, I do, but like, can I, can I, how can I? how can I get through these steps quicker? How can I enjoy these steps? Um, right. Cause sometimes there's that, oh, so I'm on step two of step like 11. <laughs> and right, like, how do I appreciate that moment? Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, and not just being like, next time, tomorrow, next month. Right. It's all in how you are actually speaking to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, how the wording that you're using You know, if you're like, oh, I'm, oh, this is always happening to me, or this is always going this way, or it's never going right, or I never do this and I never do that. I mean, it's, it's changing certain verbiage in your vocabulary. It's the way you speak to her. I mean, how we talk to ourselves on a daily basis has such a profound impact on how we show up in the world. It really does. Or how our day is affected. 
You know, if you start out your day waking up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a crappy day or, oh, I have this and this and this and then this, this and my to-do list is really, really long and I got this and I got this and I got that. And, and then you get, you start to get angry or irritated or frustrated, like right away in the morning, that sets the tone for your entire day. So it's no wonder you're driving down the street and you get road rage or you're yelling and screaming at the person at the supermarket or something sets you off so quickly because you started your day having a crappy day, mm-hmm. you know? So it all, I mean, it can start as little as first thing in the morning, thinking about how many things you're grateful for, or just thinking about how, what can I be grateful for today? You know, how can I show up? For myself better than I did yesterday? How can I make myself happy, not make myself, but how can I be happier today? How can I be more confident today? How can I be more secure today? You know, just having a dialogue in your head, like how can I be better than I was yesterday? And then thinking about things you're grateful for. Like I, the instant I wake up every single morning, I rattle off in my head how many things I'm grateful for to the pillowcase that's on my, to the pillow under my head, to the blanket over the top of me. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for showers. I'm grateful for naps. I'm grateful for water because some people don't have clean running water. Some people don't have showers. Some people don't have a bed, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of things that we take for granted that when you, quantum physics actually states that if you can stay in a vibrational level of gratitude for at least 17 seconds, then you can maintain that vibrational level. Now, this is quantum physics. This is science, okay? Now, of course, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We're going to have dips. We're going to be like, oh, something's set us off a little bit or something's going to happen. I mean, it's just, that's, that's, that's life. So, but then thinking about gratitude again, like right away, thinking about gratitude. What can I be grateful for? What can I be grateful for? You know, another thing that people can do, this is, um, I do a talk called making the mirror, your friend, and I walk them through some tips and tools and techniques on how to just go to the mirror every single morning and just look at yourself. You don't even have to say a single word because 50% of people don't even look at themselves in the daily mirror, in the morning mirror, 95% of people don't even like to look at themselves in the mirror, 95%. That's a lot. So just going to the mirror and yeah, I mean, it would be good if you had a dialogue with yourself. I mean, you could even just say, Hey, I like you. Hey, I like you. Hey, let's have a good day. How can we have a better day today? Just actually looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, that has a really big impact. Another science, so I'm a science, kind of a science nerd. So another scientific fact when it comes to that, yes, when another scientific fact that comes with that is that if you go to the mirror every single morning and you start telling yourself, I love you, for some people, it's, it's very awkward. It's very weird, but it's like, we can say, I love you to everyone else in this world, but ourselves. But if you can start saying that to yourself, um, when you're, when you are, when somebody is attracted or attractive, attracted to someone or something, their pupils actually dilate. 
Okay. So if you're looking at something or someone and your pupils are dilating, you're attracted to that. So if you go to the mirror every single morning and say, I love you, and you notice your pupils starting to dilate, that means that you consciously overrid the fact that you didn't love yourself. You overrode that fact. Hmm which means if your pupils are dilating, it means that you actually love yourself. Now this takes time. It's not going to happen again overnight. It doesn't happen like, you know, two weeks from now. It's a continuous thing. You have to consciously set that intention to go to the mirror and do that to yourself. Well, now there's, there's, there, there's different people that do diff those different techniques, but you know, even saying, I like you, like, I like you, let's have a good day. You know, why can't you do that to yourself? It does, it does, has a really big impact on you, on your day. I know, that's awesome. Thinking of things <laughs> we're grateful for and even looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, I like you and maybe, maybe building up to, I love you. Um, yeah. And in my yes. mind, it's like, oh, that sounds so sort of cheesy or weird, but it makes sense and like yeah if the body does some reaction then that means i guess something is working <laughs> exactly exactly i mean again we can say we can say those things to every single person around us mm -hmm. but we are conditioned to put ourselves on the back burner to everything else we are conditioned that loving ourselves is selfish we are conditioned to not be nice to ourselves to always go to the negative all the time, but yet we can love so deeply to everyone else and care about everyone else so deeply. But we, our bodies, first of all, our bodies are limited editions. We are in these bodies for a limited time. It is our home. It's the only home that we have. And I don't, I know, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be evicted from my home. I want to stay in my home. So I do what's necessary to take care of my home, to love it, to respect it, to give it the nutrients, not just physical nutrients, everything that it needs so that I can stay in it longer. And if going to the mirror every single morning and telling myself, I love you will help, I will do whatever it takes. And I have my clients do whatever it takes for them to finally realize that they come first we are we're priority number one you are priority number one to everything else in your world everything else comes second because if you there's 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 a saying too there's and I'm sure you've heard this that if mama ain't happy nobody's happy which totally rings true if you're not happy your world is going to be affected hmm. so hmm. Be happy with yourself, do whatever's necessary to create that happiness, to cultivate that love for yourself. So that in turn takes care of everyone else around you. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that exact saying, but I feel like the, you know, put your own mask on before you put somebody else's. Right, right. Or yeah. Fill your own cup first, and then you can yes. overflow to give to others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I love that. I love that. And and the idea of doing whatever it takes, um, even the weird I love you. If 
possibly wear I love you in the mirror <laughs> when you're talking about your body as your own home in my mind it was like okay that's just the rent that I pay right or the utilities and right you need to electricity costs water costs and maybe yes. one of the costs is just looking at yourself and being like I love you yeah um, yeah 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 if you look at it that way then it's like okay well you need a place to live so what do we do when we need a place to live we need to take care of our needs we need to make sure our needs are met make sure that we're healthy make sure that we're happy make sure that we're content you know all the mm -hmm. things you know that so we can stay in our homes longer yeah, I love that. I love that analogy or metaphor, whatever. When you think about what you do, um, what's like a challenge? What's like one of the most common challenges people have or that you yourself have had to sort of overcome or grow towards that self-love of my body, grow towards this is my home? I mean, there's, of course, there's a lot of different yeah. challenges and there's a lot of different things that come up and every single person is different. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to have different challenges than the other person. Me personally, you know, when I stutter, I struggled with body dysmorphia. So when I looked in the mirror, I literally saw a monster. You know, I saw a very disformed, disfigured, disformed, dis, you know, not, a, not who I see now. Mm -hmm. And when I did my own work and I was able to look at myself in the mirror and the first time I was able to do that, I was like, I was shocked. I'm like, is that really me? Is that's mm -hmm. me? Like, I'm beautiful. Like, I'm amazing. Like, and I had never said that to myself. And so a lot of people, the mirror is, is, a, is a big struggle for them. Um, another one is, especially if you're a parent, because again, we've been conditioned to be that unpaid caregiver. So everyone else comes first. And that's a hard uh, mindset to reframe that, oh, no, I got to take care of myself first. And then that in turn takes care of everyone else around me. So those, I mean, those are probably the two biggest things is just, you know, looking at yourselves in the mirror. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of things, but off the top of my mind, you know, those are the two things that come to mind right away is the mirror is, is a big thing. And then just really making sure that we're doing what's necessary to take care of ourselves every single day, starting right away. Like, like I said, you know, again, when I wake up, I use, I say my gratitude. I have me time. Like I, it's mandatory. Like I make me time. I'll go out. I meditate. I go out for my walk. I do what's necessary for my health and well-being first. And then I take care of everything else around me. So I, you know, we always come first. Awesome. So scheduling me time, that was, that's a big thing too. People, cause people are like, I, I don't, I, I don't have time for me time. Yes, you do. You have at least five minutes. Everybody has at least five minutes. I mean, we waste so much time on social media and on our phones and we're always like, you know, I mean, just mm -hmm. there's so much wasted time that you have, you have to consciously make it a priority. If you want it to switch, if you want things to change in your life, you have to consciously set that intention to make it happen or else it will never happen. Okay. Do you have any events or upcoming projects that people may want to join or learn about? Yes. So every February I do, and this is on Facebook. So not, I know not everybody's on Facebook, 
But every February, I do a challenge called Love Yourself First. And I do it specifically in February because February what is all about love. It's the love month. It's Valentine's, all that kind of things. But we don't love ourselves enough. And so this is all about putting yourself a priority. And so, and it only goes from the 1st to the 14th. And I get on every day, I do a live and I have a challenge for the day. And so each participant uh, does the, the challenge and then posts about it in the group. So, and they're encouraged to either do a live or do a video or do a post. Some, I encourage them to get out of their comfort zone because everybody needs to get out of your comfort zone because you change won't happen if you st still stay in that, that zone. And so that's what it's all about is just really getting out of that zone. And then I encourage other people to comment on those posts too. So there's a lot of, a lot of comments, a lot of stuff, a lot of support. And, um, and I do the challenges too. So I, I do, and, and I don't even, I come up with the challenges like a couple weeks prior to this. So I just came up with the challenges for this, this, this particular year. And I've been doing this. Um, I think it's start, I did it before COVID happened. So I've been doing it for quite a while and, uh, you know, it's a smaller group, um, small meaning there's probably, I think right now there's only 200 people. So it's not like it's like tens of thousands of people. It's just, it's a very small, small group and not everybody participates. Everybody's just kind of, you know, some people kind of linger and they kind of watch and they kind of look and kind of like, okay, you know maybe I'll participate, maybe I won't. And, and it's okay. You know, it's like, they're there, you know, as long as they're there, they're in that container of support. And, and then, you know, I always encourage other people to invite their friends, invite all the people. And then some people think, oh, this is just for women. And I'm like, no, you can be more incorrect. It's mm -hmm. always inclusive. I'm, it's like, we all need to learn how to love ourselves a little bit more, you know, women, men, non-binary, trans, anybody in the LBTQIA communities, however you identify, everyone is welcome. And again, it's just the first through the 14th. And it's just about loving yourself a little bit more. How can I love myself a little bit more today? And then getting out of your comfort zone. And there's just oh my gosh, there's been some amazing transformation coming out of this group. And I don't, I don't get anything for this. Yes, I do. I do talk about, you know, donations because I do put a lot of time and effort into this group. Um, there's a lot of energy and a lot of stuff that I put into that. And I, of course I do offer, you know, additional support afterwards. If somebody wants to coach with me or somebody wants to join a group, I always have a group coaching program that goes on after that. So if you can want to continue, you know, continue on with the, the love, the love train, then I have that. So there's always like additional stuff that offers, but it's really all about supporting others and supporting everyone into loving themselves a little bit more. Awesome. That sounds, sometimes I'm like, who, who would this best fit? But everyone could learn to love themselves a little bit more. And that's everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, phrase. So, and all in order to join, all they'd have to do is go to the Facebook group or is there like a sign up somewhere? Mm -hmm. Yep. So they just have to go to the Facebook group. It's love yourself. Uh, um, uh, love yourself first challenge. And it should come okay. right up. 
and yeah. Yeah, Sounds I mean, good. There will definitely be a link in the in the yep. show notes. That's yep. a little yep. easier yep. for people to do. Uh, can yes, I, I will. Uh, I will send you a link so that you can include that in there. Yes. <laughs> be good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I'm sure that'll be great. And I, yeah, I am committing to being a part of this. So that'll be Yay! fun. Me too. Right. I can. I can learn to love myself a little more uh, every day. So now. I sort of like to go to this other part of the conversation. Okay. Then um, <laughs> it's my favorite question to ask. It's as as a member of our LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. um, what is the future vision you have for like the next step? Like, what do you want to see next um, based on where we are right now, 2024? And you can be big for everyone or you can be like small to like more niche um all answers are good yes and you know my heart just goes as somebody who lived predominantly in the U.S. my heart just goes out to so many people in the U.S. it really does because I feel like the U.S. is going to hell in a handbasket and politically you know like all the things and what I would like to see is because I've been traveling around and I've been visiting all these different countries and I've seen how, you know, the LBGTQIA communities have been either affected or they're supported, or I see, you know, I see the dynamics of that and how they're, um, you know, how people react or how accepting and loving, you know, so mm-hmm. all these different, all these different places. So one thing I love about being up in Denmark is that Denmark, uh, Sweden, Norway, Finland, Iceland are so loving and so accepting of all people. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's normal. Like, it's no big deal. Like, they're just so supportive and loving of anybody and everybody. And it doesn't matter who how you identify, you can identify as a cat. I don't, they don't care. It's like, they still love you because you're a human Mm. and you're on this planet, you know, and you deserve to be loved just like anybody else. So if people could look into how people are treated in that respect here in the Scandinavian countries, I think that would have a I would hope that has a big, bigger, profound impact on people that, you know, it's like, we're all just people and we're all in this world together. And why can't we just love each other for who we are? Who cares how we look or say or dress or act or do, or how we identify or how we don't identify. It's like, why is it such a big deal? You know, why is it so, it's just, it's so, I get so frustrated because I have so many people and so many friends in the U.S. that are battling some of these things that are going on. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, if they could just if people could just take a note in some of these countries, these other countries that I've visited that are like open arms, like I don't care who you are. You are who you are and you're human and that makes you you. And so. Yeah, I mean, I think that answers your question. I just, it's, 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 it's just such a, there's so much discord and dis-ease and 
so much strife and so much stuff that goes so it's so toxic in the U.S. and with like everybody's battling everybody you know and I don't know I'm like I just I just wish people would just love each other and just love you for who you are because I mean if if a person believes in the Bible it says it right in the Bible love everyone love everyone it's like no not love certain people it doesn't say that anywhere it says love everyone and especially if you're you know and I know a lot of the people that are in politics in the U.S. are very big Bible thumpers and it's like but you're such a hypocrite I'm sorry sorry not sorry because you're not even you're saying that you believe this one thing but no you're picking and choosing what you want to believe and you're pulling things out and it's like that's not what the whole point is you know it's like love is we need to just love we need to just love ourselves and love who we are and love you know, if it starts with us, then that's fine. If it starts with us loving ourselves first, then that actually escalates. The energetics of that escalates out into the world. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, know. I, I love that. And especially bringing up the, um, the Bible, because yeah. a lot of the people who don't mm -hmm. sound loving usually use that as an excuse as to why they don't, um, which is weird yeah. to me um but yeah I think of I think of what a wise person once said that if you can't love yourself um how in the hell are you gonna love anybody else exactly and I know I, who said that <laughs> and sometimes when I listen to what you said what you've been saying all day today is some people don't love themselves and haven't learned to love themselves so it's hard to even expect them to love others if they're like what do you mean? I'm treating you the same way I treat myself. I treat myself with this level of judgment, of distrust, of yep, yep. divisiveness, of dis-ease. It's like, yep. I am loving you by telling you don't do these things, right? And, yeah. and that's something that, yeah, that, that gets me sometimes. Like last year, I was talking to a, a loving family member, let's say, um, and I was talking about a queer and Christian conversation that was also happening and it was streamed on YouTube and I made a reference about comments, but you know, everyone knows what the comments are like. And then this person mm -hmm. said, why is it always on the Christians to be the loving ones? And I was like, speechless like in my mind I was like wait what kind of I I don't understand and like the person I was talking to is yeah they like they are a loving Christian um they what I loved about what they said was it showed me that there's a blind spot yeah where it's like they asked me that question in all honesty and I and like I didn't it wasn't rhetorical and it wasn't like but there is this blind spot there. And I do think that part of it is many of many Christian faiths these days, especially the latter ones, um, don't teach people to love themselves. I think they, they like, I love myself through my interpretation of what I should be so that yep. if I'm a certain way, God will actually love me. <laughs> and then I can only love that version of me. Um, yep. And that is hard 
that is very hard, especially because a lot of churches have said, you know, everybody else is bad, we're good, like follow us. So it's it's just, yeah, there are a lot of people stuck in there. There are a lot of people stuck in that way. And yeah, yeah, who knows? And I think maybe that's one of our queer uh, superpowers and why we're often, I don't know, pushed aside or excluded or talked about. Cause it's like, wait, you, you're not allowed to love yourself that much. Not in that way. Right. You can't, you, what, we have boxes and you don't want to fit in that box. How can we know how to love you if you're not in, in that, in that box? What do we do? Right. Um, because they put themselves in those boxes. Yeah. Too. They're like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in, this is the box I'm in. Right. Like right. come join yeah. my box so we can be friends. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So I guess I guess what I hear from yours is from from your your vision is yeah, I guess more people loving themselves so that they can yeah. you know, truly loving themselves so that they can see what that feels like. Cause I think once you know what that actually feels like, then maybe you can look at how you treat others and you're like, oh wait, that actually is unloving. <laughs> right? When when I when I when I show up to someone telling them that they're wrong they don't feel the love they only feel the judgment and yeah 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 that's yeah. huh yeah it's very I, it, profound it's very profound to just realize that they're like oh yeah i'm this is why my world is the way it is because i'm not loving myself first and if you can do that and again not put carmental carmental I can't even see that, but car um, <laughs> put yourselves um, in these little boxes. Yes, you know what we're trying to think lines. There we lines. go. Yes, compartmentalize. Yes, I was like trying to think of that word. Um, when you put yourself in those boxes, then it's like you you're you're sabotaging yourself you're creating so much dis-ease within yourself you're creating so much judgment within yourself you're putting on a mask playing a role playing a part doing all the things it's like that's not loving yourself you know how you speak to yourself you know how you're what you're doing on a daily basis with yourself what are you fueling your body with you know not just not just food it's like what are you watching what are you experiencing what are you bringing into your world it's like there's so many things that are involved but it really comes down to it it's like if I need to love myself hmm. like that's first and foremost I need to learn how to love myself and if I can learn how to love myself that energetically will impact other people around me and a lot of people don't they don't love themselves they don't not in not in real not if if you're going to the mirror every single morning or if you're waking up and you're thinking about all the crappy things about yourself or you're going to the mirror and you're just like oh you know I look horrible today you know it's like you're not loving yourself you know and and as much as people say that they're like oh well I'm of a certain age and it doesn't matter what I look like and it doesn't matter who I am anymore or I'm just going to be who I am but I guarantee those people are still doing something to put themselves down, you know, because they're unhappy with something in their life. They're unhappy with something in their world. And in all the people, all the, I don't like to go into the political stuff, but really all the people that are fighting with our communities, 
are just really just unhappy with themselves and don't love themselves. And so they're, they're spreading that out onto everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Like something I was thinking of yesterday or the day before, like those Florida bills were like, if a child comes out in school, um, parents <sighs> legally required to be informed by teachers or teachers are legally required to inform parents. And like, sometimes what I think about that is you're the parent, right? So like, what does your relationship with your child say if your child doesn't feel safe enough to talk to you about this? Exactly. If your child, if your child is like, finally, I'm at school, I can be safe, I can be free. What is the, you know, what's the community? What's the environment you're creating in that house that yeah. is like that? Exactly. And, you know, I think that is a big, that is a big fear for a lot of parents because in a way, I don't know, ugh, they're doing the best they can, right? But if they're not able to truly love themselves and love their child and love themselves in ways that their child can see, because I think sometimes exactly, yes. it's hard to listen to advice from people who don't take it mm -hmm. themselves. You can do anything yeah. you want, but you're you're not living up to that ideal. So like, maybe I can't. Right. Um, but yeah, that would be, it'd be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, my mind does things. So random question, right? <clears throat> Let's say- yeah. yeah we wanted to help people love themselves more mm -hmm. and we wanted to like help them see that because some people may like think on the surface level of course I'm loving myself right but they may not actually think of it as like I judge myself because I love myself right like they, they might think that's an actual true statement that makes sense like what question or what idea or story helps can you possibly share that helps people see hmm maybe I'm not loving myself right like, well again it, it it goes back to the mirror it's like what's that conversation mm -hmm. it goes back to your daily conversation with yourself okay it's like how are you how are you talking about yourself what's what's going on in your head if you're constantly bullying yourself and criticizing yourself and saying, oh, I'm not going to get this done today. And, oh, I have all these things I have to do today. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to da, 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 da. It's like, just stop. Just stop and take a moment, take a breath and be like, okay, how can I be nicer to myself today? Because I got to do it. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to get out of this trap that I'm in. If I don't just stop, but it's, again, it's awareness. You have to be aware when that happens too. Mm -hmm. But again, if you just wake up every single morning, think about three things you're grateful for. Three things. Everybody can think of at least three things you're grateful for. And when you go to the mirror, just look at yourself in the mirror. Just look. You don't even have to say anything. You know, or you can do what, you know, Mel Robbins does the high five in the mirror. Like give yourself a high five in the mirror. You know, I know Lisa Nichols does, uh, there's a bunch of different coaches out there that do different techniques when mm -hmm. it comes to the mirror, but there's something very prof 
found when you say, I love you to yourself in the mirror and you don't have to believe it right away. And I know it sounds cheesy and I know it sounds, it, it's weird and it just feels uncomfortable, but in order for change to happen, you got to be uncomfortable. In order for things to shift in your life, you got to get out of that freaking comfort zone and be uncomfortable and do the things necessary for you to grow, to change, to evolve into the person you want to be. And if you want to, if you want people to love you, you have to love yourself first. You're not truly loving anybody in your life if you don't love yourself first. So doing whatever is necessary, saying I love you. And then watch, like I said before, watch and see if your pupils start changing. Because you're rewiring that in your brain. If you notice your pupils start to dilate, it means that you are consciously overriding those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it, But it takes time. It's not, again, it's not going to happen overnight. These things just don't shift overnight. You can't just read a book and then you're Tony Robbins. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> like yeah. I know I'm throwing a lot of names out here, but it's like, yeah, you just can't just, you know, start meditating and, and be a, you know, be successful as, as you know, as uh, Deepak Chopar. I mean, it's like, you just, it, 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 yeah, those people took time. They took process. time and it was a process. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I, and I like the. You can say I love you in the mirror and you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it right away. That's yeah. a lot of, uh, I feel like that's a nice little permission slip. Um, yeah. And sort of what I got from what you were saying in terms of the the daily conversation is maybe asking people, you know, what what have you done nice for yourself today? Mm -hmm. How how did you love yourself yesterday? What what? Yeah. Look back at your day. What did that look like? In a way to sort of bring things to people's awareness. Yeah. Um, so I think that might that might be helpful. And that's you know, so like sometimes a question can help be curious and like let someone on let someone else go in their whatever direction they need to go in. So it's like, yeah, what are the 10 ways you loved yourself last week? And if you have a list that doesn't <laughs> that only has two things in it cool maybe maybe there's a little room for growth right maybe yeah maybe, it's a, maybe. Little. <laughs> a little a little a little or is that awesome right is that is that yeah yeah that that's awesome? progress too it's like if you have yeah. two things on your list and you had zero from the beginning mm -hmm. so that's two things that's like that's that's progress yeah. you know and and even if even if you don't add another thing for a couple months later that's okay it's like Everything is a process in life and you just, you have to take baby steps. Mm. Yeah. That's the worst part. <laughs> it's the worst part, the baby steps. But it's like, but it's. You want it right now. I don't now. have baby I feet anymore. Right I don't have baby feet, right? Okay. I mean, we just need bigger. Right. Yeah, bigger fonts, bigger fonts. And that way it looks like I'm making a lot of progress, even if it's a baby step. But um, okay, okay. Well, thank you, thank you for this. And now, are you are you ready for the semi rapid fire questions? Ooh, okay. Rapid <laughs> yeah. fire questions. Rapid oh, fire wow. Question. Okay. All right. Okay. So, right. First question: uh, What is something that inspires you, and why? Oh, something that inspires me is 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 the sun coming up every day like just 
I'm in awe of like just being in the world that we're in. Like, I mean, just seeing the, the, the bird fly across the window, like, you know, seeing just the sun, you know, it just, it's like, there's so many magical things that happen in this world that we just take for granted that we just don't really just like stop and smell the roses per se and just enjoy the little things. I guess it's just the, the little things that inspire me. Beautiful. You know, the fact that I can take a shower every day. I love showers. I love showers. It's like, that's like the best thing. That's like, you know, and that's where some of the best inspiration comes too. Mm-hmm. when I'm in the shower, when I'm walking or when I'm just spending time with myself. So I find inspiring. Awesome. Yeah. Good answer and helps the helps that gratitude list for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so do you, next question, do you have mm-hmm. a favorite self-care routine? Yes. I, again, I've, uh, cause I've said it several times. I get, I wake up as soon as I wake up in the morning, I do my meditation. Well, first of all, I think of my gratitudes. I do my meditation. I get up, I go for my morning walk. I come back, I take my vitamins. I do the just you kind of have me time just really focus on me and like how can I support myself more today what do I need you know in my world right now that that helps helps elevate me to wherever I need to get to but it's so it's always about me time that's always and it doesn't have to be very long but I I take my time because I'm worth it and I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself we all need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves nice because we're worth yeah. it <laughs> we are worth it yes. yes okay so um this is my first guest podcast for the year so previously i was like what's a favorite moment of 2023 but now it's 2024 so i'm gonna go ooh, two different directions to go and i'll let you choose okay <laughs> nope i'm changing it my word for the year is mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps in the edits. So I can just be like, oh, oh, and that's where we're gonna cut that part out. But um right. my word for the year is co-creation. So sort of mm-hmm. thinking of how to collaborate and just like make things with others, do things with others. Mm-hmm. Um when you look at the year, what is something you would love to co-create? with what is something you'd want to create with other people I always like to collaborate with people there's just something about working with other people on whatever level it needs wherever wherever it needs to go however it needs to go just we need to learn how to support each other and even if we're in the same niche or in the same market or whatever it's like we all need to support each other because we're all living in this world together And so co-creating a better space energetically during that time that we're together, you know, if it's just the two of us, then that's great. If it's, if it's more, if it's like, you know, groups of people getting together, or it's like, you know, I feel like we co-create 
in every single day. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, to the interaction we have at the market with the person, the checkout person, I mean, there's a, we're connecting with people every second of every day. So it's almost like we're, we are co-creating continuously every day. It just, it's, if you, it's the way that we're, you know, you don't actually have to like, I'm going to get together and we're going to create this thing. And then it's just going to be this thing. And then it's just going to be this thing. And then this thing and this thing. And it's like, well, if you look at it in like very minute chunks and little things, it's like, if I can make the person walking down the street smile, I'm co-creating happiness with the two of us, you know, or if I can say hello to somebody who probably never gets a hello or, you know, or gesture or open the door for somebody who's maybe having a bad day. I'm co-creating that, that gratitude of like, that experience. Oh, that person opened the door for me, the experience. Yeah. So I really believe that we co-create every single second of every day. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I may have more questions <laughs> than I anticipated. Um, <laughs> Another, and I'm calling these rapid fire questions. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but a different question. Um, so let's say you have a mini magic wand, like a mini one, mm -hmm. not like mm -hmm. a, <laughs> not like one that solves climate change or political divisiveness as a whole, but one that can um, solve a problem or yeah, be a solution. Um, what is one sort of challenge that you would like to mini magic wand away and it could be in any direction mini magic wand yeah um the only thing that comes to mind and this might be a bigger thing but really the only mm -hmm. thing that comes to mind is that um how they do their recycling here um in a lot of Scandinavian yeah. countries how they do the recycling is and they're very passionate about that like this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. And I was in Iceland a couple of years ago and they reuse everything. Like everything, single thing is recycled. And if a lot of countries could get behind that, I know this is like a huge, so it's like, but that's mm -hmm. the only thing that came to mind was just like, how can we because there's so much garbage and so much trash and so much stuff. How can we just make it a little bit cleaner? Like we don't have to clean the entire planet. Like it can just start with your neighborhood. How can you like, I like carry garbage bags or bags in my, in my pocket to pick up garbage along the way when I'm walking, just something as simple as that. It's like, you know, just, doing the little things of how can how can I make this area that I'm walking in a little bit cleaner you know how can I what can I do to to pick up things awesome you know I, I, I also yeah. appreciate that like yeah walking around with a trash bag because you know probably gonna there might I might see some trash and it's it's how I can contribute it's right nothing. maybe I won't see any trash and I don't have to use it but you know if I do I do yeah yeah Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Three more questions. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so next one, we can move a little bit faster, maybe. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite joke or is something you recently laughed at? Oh my gosh. I make myself laugh all the time. 
Um, what is, what do you call a, what do you call, I think I'm going to get this wrong, but what do you call, what's a cross between a magician and a Labrador? I don't magician and Labrador, I don't know. Abracadabra doodle, something like that. It's like, I'm like, it, see, yeah. I totally messed it up, yeah. but I'm like, I totally messed it up, but it's like something like abracadabra doodle, but like, I mess up jokes all the time and I try to tell myself jokes and I laugh at my own jokes all the time. And so that just makes me laugh when I'm like, even if I can get it wrong, it just, it still thinks, I still think it's funny. So that's right. That's right. Just... Sometimes I, I myself have a lot of, <laughs> um, I, I call them inside jokes because they only make sense inside my head, but right. it's all <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I smile, and that's the thing, right? If I can't laugh at my, right. if I can't laugh at my jokes, how in the hell is anybody else going to laugh at my jokes? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um. What else are we talking about? Uh. Okay. So now, is there an queer? Is there a queer change maker? Uh. Who inspires you? Um. There's always people that come up like random, like just mm -hmm. not off the top of my head, but just like, I'll see somebody on Instagram or I'll see somebody on TikTok or I'll just see somebody and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, they just, what they're doing and how they're doing things and how they're changing folks and, and, you know, and, and when they have like comments in their own posts and then they they're answering those you know answering those comments you know and and, and talking about the comments and the posts and things mm -hmm. like that and it's not it's not like one specific person it's just when I'm just like you know really just scrolling through and looking and I'm like oh like they really have a really great message or like oh yes I know like one person in particular I absolutely adore them and they're on Instagram and I'm, let's see if I can find, find them. They're going through, um, um, they're transitioning right now. And it's just, they're just such a beautiful person. And I just, every time I see their videos, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like, I just love you so much. Like, <laughs> just and yeah. totally making change happen. And now I can't remember who it is, but. Oh, um for anybody who's probably watching yeah. or listening probably knows who I'm talking about um because they just got engaged recently over oh. the holidays and the, you know they proposed to their person and um what is what is their name I'm trying to think their name but just I've been watching and then oh yeah Dylan Mulroney Dylan uh what's her name uh last mm. name Dylan Mul Mul the Mulvaney, the the yes. person who is with yes. the whole yes. Bud Light, blah blah blah. Yes, but, okay. yes. I follow. I do follow her. Um, just love, love, love her stuff. Um, so yeah. So now I'm like, now that I'm thinking about, it, now that people are coming to mind, but there's just a few people that are just yeah. I can just see are really making changes happen. And first, they're starting with themselves first. You know, those two made themselves happy first. Mm -hmm. You know, like, how can I make myself happy? How, and then how can I change the world? So again, that's where it goes to. It's like, you have to, how can I make myself happy? And once I can do that, then I can change the world. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess final, final question. Yeah. Is there yeah. a, 
piece of advice or guiding word of wisdom that has helped you on your journey um, that, yeah, that maybe you turn to sometimes when you're in those downs and those human experiences uh, that has been helpful for you? It's a combination of a bunch of things. It's like when I feel like I'm dipping in something, you know, because again, we're only, we're, we're only human. We're in these human bodies. So it's like, there's times where I'm just, I feel like I'm like, you know, like I'll, I'll get in a moment where I'm just, I'm just, I feel sadness coming on. And what I will do is I, I will actually feel into that. It's like, there's a reason why this is coming up. There's a reason why I'm feeling this. And so I need to explore it. I need to find out why I'm having this. Why is this being triggered? And then feel into it and experience it and let, you know, I let myself, I don't, don't ever suppress my emotions. I don't ever push them down. Don't ever, ever, ever do that. You know, just experience them and then release them and let them go. So when you feel a dip, you know, why are you feeling that? What's coming up? What's what, you know, having that awareness of like, first of all, like, why is it coming up? Was I triggered by something? This is something I need to work on. Because when that happens, it means you need, there's something you need to work on, you know? And then of course, making sure you have those supportive people in your circle, make sure that you have people that you can reach out to, make sure that you, you know, like at the drop of the hat, you know, you can message somebody and they call you right away. No ifs, ands, or buts. They drop everything to call you and say, okay, what do you need? How can I help you? Mm Because I'm that person for other people. Like if somebody, if you, Justin, if you were to call me up one day or you were message me and say, Hey, I'm in this downward spiral. I need some Liza time. I need to, I need to be talked down off of a ledge. I will drop everything and call you because that's just who I am. You know, I'm always there to support people, however I can show up. And so I would, I would want that same to me. So, and I know that I have those people in my space that I can do that for that, that, that will do that for me. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for so many things. So, 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 so many things. And I know we could have a whole different conversation about yeah. your worldwide travel experiences. Yeah. And yes, maybe yes. you you maybe you'll be the first repeat guest. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Um but, uh thank you so 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 very much for joining me um for this podcast for doing this recording for sharing so much wisdom and insight and just you know ideas of loving ourselves a little bit more every day um i'll take all your contact information that you want to share and put it in the show notes so people can connect with you i'll be sharing a link to your challenge starting february 1st through the 14th and um yeah i hope that we can all love ourselves a little more and you know and it's an election year so i'm hoping that <laughs> i'm hoping that um no matter what happens we will be able to love ourselves through it and then yes. use that excess love to love others around us yes exactly <laughs> yeah Thank you for listening to this episode of Queer Changemakers. This is Justin, and I hope you were able to get some inspiration 
and maybe some ideas about how you can take action to create positive change in your life, communities, and beyond. See you next time.